I'm Molly O'Connor. And I'm Sarah Connell Sanders. And you are listening to Pop It. This is the podcast for popping questions, popping bottles, and pop culture. Yay! <laughs> and we have our first quarantine guest. Hell yeah. The lovely Joy Flanagan. Heck yeah. Ready? Although you shocked me, Joy, when you told me that your bartenders at Armsby Abbey, you never wanted it to make the pop. Why is that? Well, uh, it depends, but I've heard stories that, of course, in fine dining, you don't want to draw attention to the table. But I've also heard that it's because you don't want to draw attention to the table because a man might be out with his mistress and you don't know. (laughs) Who might turn to see? So you don't want to make the noise and make people turn their heads and look. Oh, scandal. Yeah. Yeah. What what <laughs> do you think that the future of restaurants is going to look like once we start to open up again? Uh, well, I think what's really interesting is that this whole situation is really causing a lot of uh, easing of restrictions or like um, permitting. You know, they're making it easier for places to have this outside seating, which would normally be like you had to file a permit every year. Also, like these places have been able to pivot their business to the takeout style, of course, and like especially with drink mixes and stuff like that. I think that was so fascinating to see how quickly people reacted and like um, switched gears and really tried to stay profitable. Um, But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's like I've always felt like there's been certain changes that have been needed to be made in the restaurant industry. And I don't know if this will be a catalyst for it, but literally every day I'm reading about restaurants that are deciding not to reopen regardless of when they could. Um, it's, it's pretty heartbreaking. I heard the estimation is 50% won't reopen. But the thing is, is that they'll be replaced, you know? Right. Like new restaurants hopefully will come in. I was listening to the David Chang podcast and they're forecasting that it's going to take a decade for us to get back to the like echelon and number of restaurants again because Mm -hmm. so many will close. But he's also been tracking how they're reopening in China and they take everyone's temperature when you walk through the door. um, Mm -hmm. And there's obviously like social distancing. So every table is six feet apart. All the servers have to wear masks, but you're supposed to wear a mask as a guest too. And I don't understand how you eat anything. Right. Mm. Well, and the other thing, like something that a lot of people have been pointing out too, is that like America has such a strange singular vision of like individuality and like individual freedom that like things that are being implemented in other countries might not work here because some dudes might be like, I'm not going to get my temperature taken and go to a bar. (laughs) Like, but that's real. Like even Canadians have like, Canadians have been like, listen, like we have some protests here, but it's not to this scale. Like it's not we don't have people who are like just straight up refusing to do things because it's such a straight, it's such an American concept. Mm -hmm. So it's, well, people won't be able to just drop in Mm -hmm. for dining anymore. That's a big thing too. Right now or before this happened, I would on occasion be like, Oh, I have an hour before a meeting. I'm going to go to the Abbey real quick, or I'm going to dead horse Mm -hmm. real quick and get a little bite. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be able to do that anymore because it'll be a production every time someone goes to a restaurant. Yeah, Yeah. it's very, it's very, it's like space. It's the abyss. It's unprecedented. Um, so we've been doing something called the countdown as inspired by our queen Beyonce Mm -hmm. and we go through eight, seven, 
Got, I was oh. different categories. <laughs> Joy, we're all becoming at-home cocktail experts, yes. and I'm curious. Can you share with us five for our five in the countdown? tips that you might have about making cocktails, especially for people who aren't super comfortable with it. Yeah. So I've loved to see people trying it out at home. Um, But I think there's like a few key things that you can either have on hand or things that I think are going to just guarantee some good tasting drinks regardless. One of the things that I think that you should always get when you're at the grocery store is just fresh citrus. Mm -hmm. So lemons or limes, it really makes a difference if you're using it fresh and you can squeeze that juice. So, um, whether you're just having like a vodka soda and you want to squeeze some fresh lime in there, but um, you can also upgrade and do something a little bit more, you know, like a classic sour style recipe if you're using more lime juice. Um, so fresh citrus, that's number one. Number two, I would say have some ginger beer on hand. There's so many drinks that you can make with ginger beer. You got the Moscow Mule, you got a Dark and Stormy. <laughs> yeah. I love um, a mule. <laughs> it's so funny because I don't generally like ginger. I'm not like ginger is like, is a bit much for me sometimes depending what it is and like there i just love like any like variations on mules moscow mules other mules i love them it's such like a weird thing no it's so normal it's like such a great thing to mix with ginger works with so many different flavors um you can add fruit into that if you want uh i i even like it with um somebody made me a drink recently it was just an espresso shot in ginger beer and it was so good so don't even have to drink alcohol you can just mix with it ginger beer very versatile keep it on hand um the next thing i would say is you know for me i have a pretty extensive home bar because of what i do for work but i know for a fact based on my parents bar at home Mm -hmm. and what is left over is that like nobody goes through liqueurs like they go through base spirits so you're you're gonna always have a little extra like I don't know, Chambord or like some other mm. sort of liqueur that's just sitting there. So um, that's something that could be fun to to bring into any sort of cocktail, whether you're making, I'd, I'd Molly make a French 75 to drink while we record today, but you it's could delicious. throw, yeah, you could throw a little <laughs> raspberry liqueur in there if you had some lying around. I wish um, we did. I love Chambord. I do want to say, Joy, <laughs> this recipe is foolproof. It's great. And it's I replaced my... I subbed in a agave, blue agave syrup for the simple, and it is delicious. Perfect. Yeah. The color is just a little weird. It's like a little rusty, but. Because of the agave? Yeah. It's like (laughs) a little bit. It tastes great though. That goes back to your original point though, the fresh citrus. It totally makes a difference. Like absolutely. I got the pulp in there. I got that freshness, the acidity. It's great. Yeah. I've definitely used store-bought juices when I've made big batched cocktails where it's like the flavor might get lost a little bit, but if you're, if you're making your own drinks at home, fresh citrus, very key. Um, but yeah, what I was talking about with liqueurs is that how that can like change different drinks based on what you got. Definitely work with that in small amounts, but if you don't have any liqueurs lying around, you might want to try your hand at making some syrups at home. So it's always uh, simple syrup is just one-to-one sugar to water, simmer that over some heat to get that sugar uh, completely melted in. And you can also flavor those, whether you're using fruit, you can use frozen fruit. So I've like mixed berry frozen fruit in my freezer right now. I could throw that in there and have like a mixed berry syrup. Um, You could do tea. You can simmer some tea in that syrup and have like a chai tea syrup or something like that. I have a question related to the like liqueur home syrups situation. Yeah. And it is this. Can you tell me what a cordial is? 
Because uh, when I when yeah. I was a kid, I feel like it was always like, oh, like inside of chocolates, right? Like I always think of like cherry yeah. cordial. What is a cordial? So, <laughs> um, I don't know if like I've never had those cherry things that you're talking about. I know what they are, but I don't yeah. think that, that wasn't like a thing for my family. Well, they were but, always in like those like Russell Stover boxes or whatever, right? Like yeah, the, like, but yeah. it's not li- it's not alcoholic, is it? I don't know. I don't think no. so. I don't think so either. So, but there is, um, what's interesting about cordials, cordials and liqueurs are kind of interchangeable, but there's actually a liquor license in Boston called a cordial license. And you can only like, if you're a bar that has a cordial license, you're only allowed to pour, um, spirits that have a certain amount of sugar in them. Uh, so that's huh. how they legally determine it is uh, uh, grams of sugar per liter. And it's funny because it's all over the board. You know, it's not just like sweet liqueurs like you think of. Sometimes it's things that just have sugar added to it, whether it be um, there's like a Greek spirit that uses it or there's like hmm. my company makes a vodka that has a, a certain amount of sugar added into it so that those bars can use it. Interesting. Yeah, really interesting. Uh, if anyone is ever planning an event <laughs> and they need to pull a liquor license and like walk their way around that whole predicament, Joy is such a resource. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we worked a dinner on a farm once and they were only allowed to pour wine, but you figured out how to make sherry cocktail. Oh, and it like, yes. still fell within the parameters. Sherry is one of my favorite sherry. things to work with. Yes. Fraser's favorite drink. No way. What? Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Fraser <laughs> so Niles are always like, would you like a sherry? Really? Oh, all the time. Yeah. That's it has made funny. me, it has made me obsessed with sherry in a way that is like from a distance. Cause I've never actually, I don't think I've just like drank it. They just drink it straight up. They're just like, they just drink sherry all the time. Yeah. Yes. It's definitely it's, uh, do that. It's definitely like a Fraser trope. It's like a thing. It appears all the time. There's a hidden gem place in, um, I think it's Brookline, uh, called Ooh. Taberna de Harrow, and they have one of the largest by the glass sherry pour lists uh, in the state for sure. Um, this lady is like a total nerd about sherry, so highly recommend checking that place out if you are interested in sherry because you know you might not want to commit to a bottle. You can go there and have a glass. So there you go. Fabulous. So fresh citrus, ginger beer, liqueurs. Yeah. So um, the other thing is I know a lot of people are kind of taking on these hobbies of, you know, making their bread or whatever, maybe starting an herb garden. I think having fresh herbs, uh, incorporating Mm. those into drinks so you can make it your own. Again, like if you're working just as simple as like a gin and tonic, you might want to throw some mint in there Mm -hmm. or some basil. And that's a really nice way to just elevate the drink. And lastly, I always tell people like you can tell when you're you're getting a drink at a bar versus when you've made one at home. And like a lot of that has to do with the fact that they are doing like uh, the proper proper shake. So they're using plenty of ice. They're giving like a good hard shake to the drink. That's going to dilute it properly, going to aerate it a little bit. And this is also for stirring, you know. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say I have heard. I don't, I think this was on. So Walton Goggins is an actor I really like. And he has like a brand of, he's got like, he's like made a gin or something. And he's just lovely. He's very charming. He makes like during quarantine, he's been doing um, videos making cocktails with his gin because he's just like, hey, everyone, have a drink. Um, <laughs> he said, and I think I've heard this somewhere else too, that that 12 seconds is like the ideal amount of time. Is that just like totally made up? Is that based in anything? Have you heard that? Um, I think it, I've heard eight seconds. Oh, interesting. But I Right. I it don't d- know. Depends. It depends. Uh-huh. 
Has anyone seen the video of Stanley Tucci making his wife <laughs> oh a Negroni? Oh my god, Sarah, you can't bring up Stanley Tucci. I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> but i do i love all of these actors who are um endearing us with their very amateur cocktail (laughs) skills Um, i want to point out also that stanley tucci's wife is emily blunt's sister emily blunt's yes stanley tucci's wife is emily blunt's sister he apparently met her like through emily blunt after they did the devil wears prada together wow and i I love it he so he actually had been um what is it widow word with widow his yeah he was married for like a long time and his wife passed yeah and then he found happiness and joy with felicia blunt felicia i'm glad i think that's lovely i heard she likes a double dose of gin in her well there you go see now it's like now we know everything about emily blunt's sister um but yes that video is great his People also, I was like mad online because people were like, oh my God, like it's Steely Tucci's arms. And I was like, where have you been? Like, (laughs) (laughs) Molly, I'm kind of embarrassed. I know that you wanted to ask Joy to like come up with a cocktail that might relate to a certain celebrity. The first one on your list is Chris Harrison. And I don't know who that is. What? <laughs> I knew. I'm sorry. I knew that Joy. Tell me. I knew that Joy would be excited. Chris Harrison is the is the host slash. He's so much more than a host. Yeah, he's the, like the Godfather of the, the Bachelor. Bachelor franchise. Bachelor, the Bachelor Nation. Oh. Y'all know the Bachelor is important in my life. He is the big daddy of Bachelor Nation. <laughs> um, Joy, yes. how? How would you make a drink? If I was going to put a drink on my menu and I was like, this is the Chris Harrison, what would be in this drink? Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, he hosts The Bachelor and all of its uh, parts. So roses have to come into play here, oh, obviously. Look you, at you knew this was coming, right? Yeah. So let's think. Like, I, didn't, I didn't think. I honestly like didn't think put a ton of thought into the people. I was just like, these are the people. <laughs> Go for it. So for Chris Harrison, I, so I actually just started working with this brand called Gin Lane and they make a pink gin. So it's gin with Angostura bitters dashed in it. So it comes out looking pink. It's really cool. It's very delicious. So I'd probably use that. So we got the pink color going, um, a nice, uh, grapefruit liqueur, like my St. Elder Mm -hmm. Pumplemousse pink grapefruit. I would do that. Lemon, keep it in balance. A little bit of rose water, like small touch because... That stuff is potent, but that'll that'll give us this like, will you accept this rose sort of vibe? People have frequent issues on the Great British Bake Off because they use rose water and every single time, like without <laughs> fail, they're like, this just tastes like rose. It doesn't taste like anything else. Yeah, you got to be. Like, oh, I didn't know. Like a it was that overpowering. Do a little spritz bottle maybe at the end and like sparkling rose to top it off. There you go. That sounds lovely. Uh, yeah, um, I don't know. Just so I just want to say that, Sarah, when you went, ooh, all I could think of was, you can really dance. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. can really dance. Exactly, because <laughs> we live on TikTok now. Um, my next person, if you were going to make a drink that was like, this is the Lizzo, what would it be? The Lizzo. Blame it on my juice, juice. So Lizzo. Lizzo is very bold, very mm-hmm. like sultry, smoky, maybe. So we should do maybe mezcal. Ooh. We'll do Peloton de la Muerte oh, yeah. mezcal. <laughs> yeah, let's do a mezcal drink. We'll get some lime juice in there, some mango, because that's like fun and she's very fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, and she's a little bit like, like she's kind of hot shit. So like maybe we'll do something spicy. 
like um there's this like chili liqueur out there you can add that in there i want this drink yeah i don't know maybe something like that (laughs) i love it and then finally this is the only one that i like had thoughts in my brain so we have been talking a little bit in our real life about mary kate ashley well mary kate because she (gasps) is getting divorced from yes. her yes. husband, who is um, Olivia Sarkozy, who is the brother of Nicolas Sarkozy, who was briefly the president of France. You know, a, no big deal. For a normal time, not like briefly. He was like for a normal amount of time. But anyways, <laughs> I follow on average a new Mary Kay and Ashley Instagram every day. Um, you should start one. Like a fan account? Yeah, just like... Just they just <laughs> I just love them because <laughs> they don't put out a lot of content themselves. And now that they're living together, that is all I want. They are <laughs> notoriously very, very private, um, which I think is great. I think that's great for them. They were literally like you, you know, they you couldn't go somewhere without seeing them for like like 17 years. Right. Mm. Um, but. What would you guys, the only reason I thought of this is I was like, ooh, they're twins, like duality. Like that was my like brain thought when mm. I thought of this one. What would you make for a Mary Kate Ashley cocktail? Okay. This drink already exists. Ooh. I was thinking of it once you said duality mm-hmm. and two. So like <laughs> this is something that was served to me and TK and Kyle when we had a very fancy dinner and it's just mezcal and chartreuse in equal parts. So were you at Blue Hill Barn? Yeah, I was. <laughs> uh, drop now, that. Yeah, I want to actually yes. dissect this a little bit on account of being a crazy person. Okay. Mezcal is very smoky, right? It's yeah. It's got that like. Got that smoke. And I thought of that because like they always have a smoky eye. Ah, <laughs> that's it. This, that's your drink. That's actually perfect. There it is. Right? <laughs> I love it. I feel great about well, it. Well, that's what we did. A little on the fly. definitely more questions for joy that revolve around drinks etc but i do want to move on to our category number four yes we decided to talk about four remote celebrations or like remote social successes because we all know zoom Mm -hmm. can go poorly (laughs) if you're not careful (laughs) yo it's rough because there's three of us i'll go through Mm -hmm. all four of mine and then maybe molly you can go through all four of yours and then joy will go through all four and uh feel free to drop in with some commentary yes all right i didn't know how it would work but Jeremy Shulkin, who's on the powwow committee with me and used to be a reporter for Worcester magazine, he and his dad decided that they were going to host a dance party. So Jeremy (laughs) invited all his friends who are in like their early 30s, late 20s. And Jeremy's dad invited all of his friends who are like in their 60s. (laughs) And it was at first all this disco music and we were playing Scrabble and we had it on in the background. It was like pretty chill. And, you, and then and I started you said to, yourself, to get the buzz. I have to text yeah. Molly about the disco music. Yeah, I said, I think Molly would really like this. She's <laughs> obsessed with disco. So we're logged on at this point, but we're all like still very voyeuristic. We're watching what's going on. <laughs> and then... I tried to get my husband to dance with me and he's like, no, I'm not dancing on camera. I'll dance with you when you turn the camera off, but I'm not dancing. But like, sure enough, after an hour or so, he started dancing his little heart out <laughs> and it was awesome. We turned the camera on. Well, everyone was dancing. Everyone. It was That's amazing. Great. Started to Molly, do you want to talk about like the initial people that started the party? So I hopped on and 
I have, I don't know if it's just like a sensibility that I have to certain kinds of music or dance parties in general, but like I hopped on and was like, I don't know most of these people. Some of them are a little older. And I was like, I'm here for the dance party. Heck yeah. Yeah. So I just jumped on in, but it really was. Yeah, it was truly like Jeremy's dad is an awesome DJ for several reasons. One is that he plays music that People can really dance to not necessarily just based on like what's hot and cool. He played (laughs) like, well, and I mean that like even in the like even in the 70s, like he played music that you were just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to dance. But he also knew what was hot and cool. And that was really, (laughs) really awesome. Like he played Robin. It didn't surprise me. Like, how was he playing this? So they like, were just playing it on their share, computer. Share screen. Yeah, they shared the screen from Spotify. And then you had to, like, you had to, like, change the Zoom mm. if you wanted to see everyone. But it was really, really cool. So, like, everyone was dancing. And you, it actually, this was, that was, like, the first time I've had other, like, little Zoom parties. I felt like I was, like, at, like, I felt like I was at a, Zoom, a dance party. Yeah. Actually, that's one of mine. So it's so funny. But mine was Coachella. Were you guys all yeah. dancing? Yes. So we, uh, so I go to Coachella with this group of people and obviously, um, it got post, actually it got postponed to October of next year. That's how much it got postponed. Um, but like they all live in California. I live here. And so it was just like a nice way to get together, um, and kind of like relive for the, a little bit of time. Um, what we had last year where we were all like wearing ridiculous things. I had like these light up glasses on and, um, one girl was handling the playlist and yeah. we were literally just dancing. It's funny because like you said, like you'll, you'll stare at each other at first and then it's like, no, one person moves, starts moving around and yep. they're like, yeah, like whatever. I'm just here at home. I'll just do that. And then you're like, this is the best. I think it was. <laughs> yes. When Mark Bornstein, when he started dancing, I was like, wow, he's yeah. like the most buttoned up guy I know. And he is just cutting Marcus? a rug. But yeah, I think I got lucky too because like when I showed up, people were already dancing and it was just like an ongoing thing. And I was like, I, I am a it. part of this. Um, yeah, it was really wonderful. We are going to, if you guys are listening to this episode, we are going to host a dance party. Yes. Um, and we want to make it, we're going to have it like, you know, loft or whatever. And so if you make a contribution to the Worcester County Food Bank, so we'll make, we'll yeah. do like a Venmo thing where, but would it also be accessible? Like if you can't, if you can't donate, it could even be an honor system or we haven't really talked about this yet, but right. it, it doesn't, doesn't have to be. Yeah. Yes, you can donate we make any it so amount. Like people can yeah. still show up. And also, like, if you just like do like a tweet or an Instagram and be like, hey, guys, guess what? Like, that's totally fine. But we are going to set something up. I think that we should have some maybe like like do like maybe half hour slots where we have a couple different people come in and DJ. Hey, Molly, I know Love a it. DJ. <laughs> oh my god do you <laughs> i don't know i bet we could talk straighter into some of this oh i already thought about that um, but yes i think that we should have a little bit of variety but we are gonna do it and i did i did do a poll i did an informal um survey on our instagram page and people seem like really excited about this idea so we definitely want to get that set up soon we'll let you know the deets but yeah it was really fun that's why we're talking it up because it was such a blast Love it. Oh, i'm um, all in so I've had a couple other Zoom things that went pretty well. Like we did a Balderdash game. Tell me more. Um, and there are 17 people who did it. And we all submitted our definitions ahead of time. So if you Ooh. don't know Balderdash, you get a word I, I don't. that is not easily defined. 
and everyone comes up with a definition and <sighs> the person who reads them all like knows which definition is real and then they read all the fake ones and you have to figure out which one is real but <laughs> you also pick which one you think is the funniest or could most likely be the mm-hmm. definition of the word Yule Shard, <laughs> which was the one that I <laughs> I said it was like the hangover you get on the 13th day of Christmas after you <gasps> ate all Santa's cookies. Oh, I love that. And your Yuletide joy has been destroyed. Yule Shard. But so yeah, funny. it was it was very fun. Um, and we also have been doing Zoom trivia, which is like a nice way to yes. do a game. And it just utilizes a Google form. And I know Joy and Molly, we've been doing it on Tuesday nights. So if anyone's interested in playing, I'm sure if you send us a message, we can give you the login info. But I did it for my college roommates, too, and just follow the same model. Nice. What's the name of the girl that's been doing it for us? Eleni. Eleni Mocker. Yeah, Eleni. She, she's great. I thought, she's great. yeah, she had it so dialed in. I just borrowed her entire format, and my friends from college had a blast, you know? The other thing that I've been doing on Fridays are cooking classes, and it's the guidance counselor from my school. She sets up two cameras, so there's, like, one on her hands and her stove and stuff, and then one on herself explaining. And there's, like, like 10 people, yeah, who loyally log in every week, and we make a new dish. So those are my biggest Zoom wins, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, I have done... Um, the disco party totally wonderful so much fun um and then we have a friend rb who bought what it's called it's like a jackbox set they have like there's like four or five of them um and what it is is like a set of games that basically you can put on a smart tv but then obviously through all of these different channels we can like share them with each other share the screens and they're all played on the individual person's phone which is great We have been doing that on and off, like, you know, here and there for a few weeks. That has been really fun. If you guys are into there's like a trivia style game, there's like a balderdash style game like Sarah was just talking about. Those are super fun. It's called Jackbox. There's one like apples to apples that we played that I really like. Yeah, they're really fun. And um, they're based off of You Don't Know Jack, which is a like 90s. Series like series of like trivia games for uh, that were only I think for Apple computers and I used to play that at my friend's house and it's very like in your face and kind of like smart alecky it's a fun little thing but that has been really fun to do. Um, Steven Sondheim is my favorite, is America's foremost living artist of any kind. Um, <laughs> he writes musicals. He's the greatest. He's a genius. But he turned ninety. I think it was like three weeks ago. And so they did, they, I'm like, they, my friends, they, um, a bunch of uh, musical theater type people and Broadway stars and all these different people got together and basically did like a birthday celebration for him, like as if they, as they would do like on a stage, you know, but they, they did it from their homes, which was really cool. So it was all these different people like Lin-Manuel Miranda, um, Beanie Feldstein and, and Ben Platt did a song, all these different people basically like recorded their favorite or like a song that was really meaningful to them that Stephen Sondheim wrote. There was one part where Ladies Who Lunch from Company was sung by Meryl Streep <laughs> and Christine Baranski wow. and Audra McDonald. And it was amazing. And they were all drinking, <laughs> but it was just really cool. So my mom and I like connect, I like she and I did a zoom and I shared my screen with her and we watched that together. So that was really fun. fun. Uh, and if you're into musicals, it was real. It was like a very, very cool thing. 
Um, and then my final thing is a game called Scorantine, which I haven't gotten onto yet, but I am hoping to. It's um, <laughs> it's hosted by Daniel Fischel, who is Topanga. Topanga. Yeah. And her husband, um, Jensen Karp, who is a writer and comedian who I really, really love. You mean to tell me that she's not married to Corey in real life? <laughs> she is not. Daniel Fischel did not marry Ben Savage. I know. Um, they are very, very good friends, though. But they started doing once quarantine started, the the two of them started doing uh, this like game show called Scorantine that they do a few <laughs> nights a week. It's at 10 p.m. Eastern time. But basically what happens is like people just request to be on the like in their Instagram live. And if, mm -hmm. and if they pick you, they uh, ask you trivia questions. And if you get them right, you can just like win random stuff from around their house. <laughs> It's so funny. It's really, really fun. So it's been like um, Corey Matthews, like Funko Pops, those like little toy things. And then they do um headshot roulette where you can win a headshot of of one of them, but you have to pick the right one. Every single person who has played headshot roulette so far has gotten Jensen's and not Danielle's. <laughs> but it's so yeah, funny. it's very, very fun. And it's just like a it's like a cute little homey thing with. With Topanga, so I have enjoyed that also. <laughs> that sounds fun. Joy, how about you? Um, so like celebrating in quarantine, kind of hard. Um, my brother, without even telling me, he sent me these masks that he had made, and <laughs> it was because his his friend. Uh, so he lives out in LA, and his friend was turning forty. So you know, it's a big birthday, and obviously he couldn't do anything for it really. So my brother had these masks made that said, uh. This kid's like CDC approved socially distant 40th birthday. That's what it said all on the front of the mask. And <laughs> everybody, he sent it to so many people and they all just took pictures of them wearing these masks and he's had it sent to him. Um, so that was kind of like a fun way to have people involved in the birthday celebration. I it wasn't a Zoom thing or anything. he saves those forever but, too. Yeah. Yeah, actually. All right. I'm going to change mine up a little bit because I talked to dance party already. But <laughs> so the, those two have birthdays that are like a week apart. So that kid sent my brother a cameo. <laughs> you know what cameo is? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> this is oh, so yes. ridiculous. So he he sent him a cameo and it was Kato Kalen. Nah. -uh. Yeah. Who's and that? <laughs> OJ's. <laughs> OJ's house guest. Yeah, oh. like he was so involved in the OJ murder case. Oh no. That, the tan blonde man. I am telling you, Kato Kalen worked for that money. He was he, he does and he did. Super weird. Super weird, super <laughs> funny, really weird and funny. That's like all I can say is like and then what's funnier is that once um another friend of my brother's found out that that's what was being sent to him by one person, that same person had Kato Kalen do another cameo for oh my, my brother. <laughs> so he just got a bunch of Kato Kalen cameos, but I've seen a lot of funny cameos. Cameo has been kind of a thing in quarantine where you can get like celebrities or just like, you know, definitely. To yeah. And there's a lot more famous people on it too. They need attention. Yeah. <laughs> um, another fun thing I've been doing and, you know, we had a theme this the week of uh, Cinco de Mayo is, we, we call it supper club. So it's like, mm -hmm. um, on the weekend I have like gr groups of people that 
um, we do kind of an exchange. So my friends up the street, they're usually smoking some sort of meat. I'm of course involved with cocktails. Uh, somebody else is making sides and we do this like you know, one person goes around and does the exchange for everybody so that we have kind so of a potluck. Smart. Yeah. yeah. So for Cinco, Cinco de Mayo, we have like that theme where it was like carnitas and um, margaritas. Like, oh, yeah. The, the whole thing is so great. It was really it's delicious food. And we all hop on a Zoom after and just like eat together. And it's just kind of fun. And that's been, you know, I hope that's something that we like keep doing. Mm. Uh, but in person after all of this. And then last, I mean, this was a celebration. I said, Mama Roo. Oh, that is a celebration. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I tried. I was too late. I like tried to order from our friend John DeMoga his delicious take-home chicken sandwich. Yeah. But I. It wasn't a sandwich. It was just the chicken. It was like chicken, Brussels sprouts. Potato salad. I think he sold out in 20 minutes. Yeah. I'm sure he sold out sooner than that, but he probably didn't get back to everybody right away to say, mm-hmm. but like, it was so great. It was just like, so easy. I just pulled my car right up, got, got the food, ordered some beer. You picked it up at a redemption rock, redemption right? rock. Yep. And it was uh super easy. I hope he does more. Me too. Our next category is three barters. <laughs> Enjoy. You just kind of. I- Yes. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm going to leave this one to you guys. I have not done a good job bartering. <laughs> like, I've just been like, do you want this for an alcohol? An alcohol. So, well, that's I, what I've been doing. All you guys. Right. <laughs> I just found that, like, in the beginning, for me, I, I really enjoy making cocktails for people. Obviously, I was bartending for so many years, and now I'm in liquor sales. But, like, I, I have plenty to go around. And um, that was just kind of my way of, like, you know, I would just give things to people, but then they'd give me something in return. And I'm like, this yeah. is a hilarious, <laughs> like we're just bartering now. And I love it because well, they yeah, give me things you I need. Some days really special. Like <laughs> yes. the first one that came was Krista's birthday. I feel like that was right yes. in the beginning. Oh yeah. I said, I should have said that for oh, celebration. That was so great. And you dropped off a bunch of tropical things, but that opened the door for us. And we were like, oh, we can do this. Like we can follow all of the guidelines and stay six feet apart or whatever. And we can still enjoy a mutual experience. Yeah. But you, yeah, you've made a lot of things special. So the other day I had extra dumplings cause I had made a bunch of dumplings yes. and I was like, Oh, I know I'll repay joy somehow and I'll drop them off. But then you gave me trace leche cake. Yeah. So now, Which, you know, I'm still in the red. <laughs> you're still indebted to me. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. I made so that cake too. for that was for the Cinco de Mayo Supper Club Exchange. I, I actually that. was on I was on dessert that day because Russell did cocktails, which was great. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I actually dropped off a painkiller cocktail at your house, Molly, for you and the roommates. Yes, it was so good. And Katie was like, do you want a face mask? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, right? That was great. Um, but that, that was a, good a delicious painkiller, too. I like. Thanks. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was a breakfast painkiller because it had some Alan's coffee brandy in it. So, oh, it did. <laughs> yeah, I would never have known. That was so good. Oh, uh, yeah, interesting. It's like secret ingredient: mix coffee into like. I was going to say you've drinks. been handing that oh. out to people. I will barter something for some Alan's coffee brandy. 
girl, whatever. <laughs> I'll just give it to you. I'm rich in it. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> they just um, released yeah, a cold brew so version good. too. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Having a lot of fun over here. Well, you inspired definitely the bartering at my apartment complex because yeah. you dropped off something for one of my neighbors and then they yes. were like, oh, this is brilliant. So now we've been exchanging meals sometimes, especially they love to cook Italian food. So you end up with this like huge portion of this very hearty food. So we've love been it. switching off. Yeah. Sending each other little treats and leaving them outside our, our doors, which is really nice. That's great. The only other barter I guess we've had was I love my niece so much and I really miss being able to hang out with her. Yeah. Oh, and we went over the other day and I was like, um, I made her some cookie dough. So I think we should go to their house and they like live a half hour away now. We plan to just like drop it off and leave it. But then we ended up hanging out on either side of their pool for, <laughs> I don't know, three hours or something. And it was oh. so fun. I would do a dance on my side of the pool and she would <laughs> copy it on her side and then add to it. And we just went back and forth and back and forth. But it felt very safe with all that chlorine between us. yes that's great absolutely yeah my only other barter was with my parents um they're hilarious and love to have a bloody mary on sundays and they were just like we need more mix we need more vodka and so i mixed up some bloody mary mix (laughs) for them and they dropped off this was in the beginning they gave me toilet paper because they shop at bj's and they get plenty and there's just two of them and i had i was like down to one roll so that was a really great exchange and my mom also made a bunch of eggplant parmesan which is so good and i got some of that too Right. That was my favorite part is that you were like for toilet paper and eggplant parm. Yeah. <laughs> like that is really. like, what a hilarious combination of things. Oh, yeah. It makes no sense. It's just like whatever you have left over. Um, we have some cleaning hacks. That, so I think that's another thing a lot of people have been doing in quarantine or isolation has been just like cleaning or clearing spaces, right? Yes. What have you guys been up to? Well, I got a Roomba for my wedding shower, which was like almost exactly a year ago. And I probably used it like once every couple months. But now that I'm living at home all the time and I'm cooking so much, I've been using it like every other day. And I feel (laughs) like it's my dog. (laughs) (laughs) Have you named the Roomba? Uh, No, but... I think we could get something together. What do you, what are you feeling? Well, do you think that it's a boy Roomba or a girl Roomba or a non-binary Roomba? I think it's a girl Roomba. Okay. Hmm. Stacy. Stacy. <laughs> I don't know. Stacy. I was going to come up with something like punny or something, but it's just a lady's no. name. Stacy. Oh, no. I think that everything should have human names. I'm very clear. I'm very like adamant about that. Yeah. My other cleaning hack is on account of our new favorite app, TikTok. But there's this thing (laughs) called the wipe it down challenge. So you like wipe, wipe, wipe it down, wipe. And you're wiping your mirror. And then somewhere in between when you do one of the wipes, you're like wearing something different. (laughs) So, oh, that's fun. I had an odd experience where my TikTok blew up for one video and it's me swimming. So I was like, oh, I know. (laughs) I'll dress like a swimmer for my wife it down video, but it took me forever to get it. And it's not even like very good timing still. TikTok is so hard. I know, but I wipe my mirror so much that like <laughs> that was the cleaning hack. It's all Windexed now. Oh my gosh. 
so good. I like that. What about you, Molly? I just don't clean. Like, I'm so bad. I hate it. Like, I hate, like, dusting. I hate, like, moving things. I hate, like, laundry. Mm-hmm. And, like, I do it. Like, I do, like, enough to, like, be a person. Mm-hmm. But I have been able to, like, kind of, I don't know, clean stuff, which has been good. And part of that for me has been, like, I have been trying to purge. I have so much clothing, like, mm-hmm. just an insane amount that I don't need and I don't wear. Um, and I have gotten, like, shockingly good. I used to I'll go through, like, my, I remember a few years ago, I was supposed to, my mom was, like, moving stuff out of the house. She's like, you got to get rid of those VHS tapes, which, like, I, no one has a VCR anymore. And I was like, I can't. Jim Athai has a VCR. <laughs> right? Well, I would, that's why I always be like, I have one. Like, I, th- I did have one somewhere. But I was like, no. Like, I wouldn't get rid of, like, it was one thing with, like, The Little Mermaid, right? Like, classic, perfect film. And I'd be like, I can't get, I can't throw away Oliver and company. And now I'm at the point where I'm just like, this is trash. This is trash. I'm donating this. This is trash. Like, I've gotten very good at it. And I don't even need to use Marie Kondo, which is a good method. Like, I do ask if it sparks joy. But honestly, (laughs) at this point, I'm just like, I don't need to look at this. Like, I don't want it. Yeah. Um, And that's a that's like an extremely if people like, I don't know, know me. I'm very close to being a hoarder. (laughs) But I'm not. Like, I don't think that I would get like the official diagnosis Mm. in my room. Like, I'm looking around like my room is like clean. It's open. I can see floors. But still, like, yeah, so I'm doing my best. I've gotten better. Yeah, same. Joy, it looks like you have something similar, too. Yeah, that I just try to throw stuff away. Like, Mm. I I don't know why I have that same mentality where I'll just, like, hang on to things. It's like, if you've got the space, why do you have to bother? And especially, like, before when you were, our lives were, like, busy and we're not always in our space and it doesn't really bother us Mm -hmm. too much. But now that we're, like, living in our spaces for the whole day every day for so many days it's like i'll look at something and just throw it in the trash and i instantly feel better i'm like i was never gonna use that lotion anyways you know like something stupid yeah (laughs) i was talking to my therapist about it and about how that's become easy for me and i said i wonder if it's like part of it is um like this like idea of impermanence that we've got now we're just like everything is changing all day every day like we never know what's coming next it's Mm-hmm. um very fluid and so I feel I I wonder if we're like feeling that in our personal lives like in our spaces where it's just like the impermanence of like things right right yeah I don't know the other thing I did was I like ripped a bunch of stuff out of my closet and just shipped it off to thread up I don't know if you've ever done that what is thread up um I think it's like it's a resale website it's like a consignment oh. website I think I don't know so what I do know is that you can um, go on their website and get a packing label. So like you can find, if you have a box at your house and you just want to fill it up with clothing, like you print out the label and they pay for it. You just have to like leave it outside and schedule pickup. Wow. And then they process the clothes. So if, I guess I must've sent in like 24 items. They took half of them. So they just like, you know, it has to be good condition and season or like I don't know there's these sort of requirements for what they're going to sell do they, That's awesome. do they donate the other stuff so they donate stuff or they recycle the fabric you can also oh. choose you can choose to have it sent back to you but there's a fee with that because then like you know they're going to ship it back to you but yeah, I was but just I mean, like if you send I don't it care. to them like yeah it, you sent it away for a reason right right yeah. once it's gone so it was like yeah. 12 items I made 30 bucks not a big deal but like I was just gonna like give it to savers so right it's 
You might as well. Yeah. So I liked that. That Get felt that really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make more room for stuff that I'm buying on the Sweet Jane sale. <laughs> oh my God. Same. No kidding. Yeah. It needs to end. <laughs> All right. Wait, what's our last category? Workout. Workout. Oh, yeah. I will. Is that where? I did November project religiously for three years. I think I only missed like, I don't know, maybe four workouts in three years, which is great. But then I started a new job and it's too early. I can't get Mm, there. Yeah. So I haven't done it and I haven't done it. And then quarantine started and I was like, you could do their virtual workouts. Like, Mm -hmm. but I still didn't do it. And I still didn't do it. And then Jim Athai texted me the other day, who's the leader of this free fitness group, and it was all the motivation I needed. <laughs> oh, he's the best. What did he say? He, he was just asking, like, hi, I just want to make sure you and Jake are doing well during this strange time. And I was what like, a guy. wow, he's so nice. And I like the set. I asked him how his business was going, Oof. and he said it was you know, really odd. He works at a funeral Aww. home and obviously there's all yeah, these like funeral. restrictive guidelines right now that are keeping people from seeing their families. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. He's just a champ, but that's all it took was one text. And then it felt so good to be there that I did it again this week. And so I hope I continue on that trend. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just like am obsessed with stretching because I can't, my body is like, atrophying like I can't be in like seated or laying down all day long I can't stand it which is so funny because I used to think when I was younger I'd be like oh, I want to sit all day <laughs> um I have just turned into like a stretching fiend like I will stretch for like at least 15 or 20 minutes like at least twice a day just like straight just like what's the the cow cat yeah where you do the the back stretch um it's just all so many things I just keep I'm like I modify this like workout that I used to do it's a lot of like folds and spirals and stuff and I'm like I just need to do it it's nice because even like I get in bed and I'm like my body feels awful <laughs> um and then I follow this Canadian girl Katie Crew. she's like a fitness girl but also just like she's just really cute um and I followed her for a couple years and I like I have never actually like done any of the things that she has posted until like now because she's like a real person like she like goes to the gym and like lifts like weights and I'm like <laughs> I can't do that, but she gave a great, and also, so she's pregnant now too. And so she's like extra cute, but she gave this great <laughs> tutorial that was just like, Hey, here's how you like start doing pushups. And then you progress from there. And it was just like super simple, super straightforward. Like here are the ones to start with. If you can't do a real one and then you get to there and then you do this, this, and this, and it was awesome. Wow. So I'm, I want to try to do that. But I also just remembered that I climbed a mountain the other day Yay. and it was awesome. That's cool. And I kept saying, I can't do it. I hate this. And Levi was like, you can definitely do it. And then I did it. Nice. Yeah. And, I, <laughs> and I saw a snake and a porcupine. A porcupine? So it was, yeah, we, we lost the trail at the end. <laughs> For like, we were heading back to Redemption Rock, the actual rock, not the bar as my mom, or not the brewery as my mom thought. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you first texted me, I was like wait right Molly, you can't be at redemption yes. rock <laughs> if no. you're hiking a mountain so there's like eight tenths of a mile from like the spot where that trail starts like the, just like that trail to the other parts of the mountain 
And um, yeah, we lost the trail and we were on some like weird rock wall that I thought was definitely cursed. There was like witches nearby. I don't know. <laughs> but the most important thing is I heard a noise and I like kind of jumped because I just kept getting afraid that there was going to be a skunk. Oh my um, and there was a beautiful porcupine. It was amazing. And now I'm obsessed with the woods and I want to go in the woods all the time. Um, but oh, yeah, I'm like, it's all I think about. Joy, what have you been up to? What are you doing? So my gym has been putting out home workouts, which are pretty great. Um, but uh, there's a girl from November Project who's also been, also been hosting Tabata workouts. And that's been fun mm-hmm. to, to do every week. And then but what is Tabata? Tabata is um, 20 seconds of work, 10 seconds of rest. And you do that for four minutes and it ends up being like eight rounds kind of because of that. Wow. Yeah. Almost- it's nice. Oh, is that it? A- it workout. What is high high intensity interval training? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> is that like that? I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about fitness. Yeah, so. but so the, I downloaded the Peloton app when they were giving their free trial. So that's been that's been great because mm. they have like yoga, they have stretching, they have strength training, and they even have the outdoor runs. So you can like listen along while you're running. It's pretty cool. That's what? cool. Yeah, oh, but I think awesome. I'm just proud that like I'm even sticking with anything because like I just assumed that if I was not held accountable by like other people being like, where were you? We missed you. I'd be like, who cares? But here I am still doing workouts. That is hard. It's hard. That's like the one thing that would keep me actually like doing stuff is like, if I could go to a class like that for me. Yeah. I think that's going to be, or just like not, not necessarily class, like a group thing. Yeah. 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 Um, Sarah, you had a, a really good question. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> about your life being narrated by a person oh well molly no. on our last episode you recommended yes. to me the show never have i ever and i yes cannot think of something more on brand it was the <sighs> perfect show for me it's so good it is wonderful and it's so strange because john McEnroe, the tennis star narrates it yeah. but like acknowledges what? that he's john McEnroe. he's like what? i'm oh, tennis star so he's like yeah john McEnroe. <laughs> uh, and no, first of all it's his so voice great. is like lovely his voice is really pleasant to listen to i think there's like it's got like a there's something about it that i just think is nice um but yeah he's super funny <laughs> but i was wondering like who you would have narrate a documentary of your life and not even a documentary just like your day-to-day thoughts and the the general goings-on and for me it's definitely um Liz Kelly and Amelia Wedemeyer who do the Ringer podcast and their voices are just so musical and they get really excited about things I think that that would be like the perfect fit but who would narrate your lives I love this question what's your answer but I am thinking I I mean my favorite voice I have said I've said this to people before my favorite voice to listen to just like speaking I wish she would do an audio like many audiobooks I don't know maybe she has Glenn Close <laughs> I think that Glenn Close has the most lovely voice in the world even when she's playing like evil people I'm like talk more <laughs> um I love her voice her and Sarah Paulson I love both of their voices so I guess yeah. my answer is Glenn Close. Also because I know that it was great that Olivia Coleman won an Oscar for the favorite, but I still feel hurt <laughs> that Glenn Close did not win. And I will carry this with me forever. So <laughs> my answer is Glenn Close. <laughs> Joy, do you have someone? 
Oh, I don't know. I'm thinking like, I love Mindy Kaling. I think that she's so funny and like her voice she is kind of like. She produced it. She what? writes it. Yeah. She's the writer and creator and producer of Never Have I Ever. So but she's not the narrator. That's funny. She's not the narrator. No. But like the, she's going to be producing a new Legally Blonde. She's going to co-write it too. That's the most important part. Oh, she's yeah. a genius. I love her. Yeah. Um, love her. Awesome. I, yeah, I like that a lot. I like to imagine like walking down the street and it's just like, who's in your brain? Hmm. I would want to narrate my own life. <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> take, yeah. take control, Joy. Yeah. Me, me or Mindy Kaling. <laughs> Um, have you guys watched anything it could be old or new that has just like spoken to you particularly like in this time that has just either like comforted you and made you feel better or like something that was like about isolation you guys had like a perfect watch (sighs) well we we have been watching the last dance Mm. every sunday night and i've never been a sports fan in my whole life but I finally feel like I get it a little bit. Like um, why <laughs> sports are the culture in many ways. Yeah. I think sports people get so attached because like people have that, um, that tribal feeling, you know, like they want to identify as part of, you know, for Red sure. Sox nation, for instance, it's like one of those things that yeah. I remember when I used to like, when I used to travel, Oh my God. Uh, when anyone used to travel, like you could see like a Red Sox hat or like Patriots gear and you're just like, my people, you know? Yeah. yeah people be like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Yes. You feel proud. You like to identify. But I think it. one thing about sports, too, is that it's it's a little bit different from, for instance, like movies or TV in that people aren't acting. They are always they have to just like they're they are themselves intrinsically at all times that they're like doing the thing that is their job. Mm-hmm. So it's just watching a person. Maybe and that's that is what a big I like connection. about Michael Jordan. Yes, yeah. he is acting like there is no one to compete oh, with man, him. So he meant. starts just making things up for himself. <laughs> he like creates oh, so crazy and tell himself that. And then he's totally forthright about it afterward. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I told myself this person pissed me off and that's why I had to beat them. But they didn't really do it, you know, and I was that blew my mind. That's funny. Oh, yeah. He's he's just like. He's very special. <laughs> There's a way to be drawn into sports without being like, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch basketball or I'm going to watch whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, I have started watching. I just recently started watching Star Trek The Next Generation, which is the one that was on in the 90s with Patrick Stewart. <laughs> okay. Jean-Luc Picard. And I was I thought about it because I had seen it before, like here and there, like in tidbits. And I was like, this just seems good. Like, it seems fun. And I know there's been a lot. There's like a lot of memes about it. And so I put it on and it's really, really cool to watch right now because they're in space. So they are obviously just like in a different place um, <laughs> and it takes place in the 2400. So like centuries from now. But the whole show is about society and it's about social issues and social ills and things that have things that maybe humans have done wrong. It's really, really fascinating to watch, I think, from here. And it's also very comforting. I feel like it's like. It's like a warm blanket. Hmm. Um, so that's been kind of cool to like experience. Apparently, also, I didn't know this. Uh, the series finale of Star Trek, Star Trek The Next Generation had 30 million viewers. Which is like a lot of people. Yeah. So it was a huge deal. And I do remember it like being a part of 
you know, like LeVar Burton was on it. He, oh, yeah. he had the that, thing on his eyes. Yeah. So I remember it like just like being around as a kid, but it's it's a lovely show. I highly recommend it. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I know him from Reading Rainbow. Yeah. You do know him from Reading Rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bunch of people. It's really, really cool. Yeah. So people just like pop up on it too. Whoopi Goldberg's there sometimes. She's like a bartender. <laughs> what? Um, it's so great. Random. It's It's a lot of fun. All the Star Treks were sort of ahead of their time in different ways. And so it sort of falls into that kind of social commentary situation yeah but, i've been doing more escapism yeah. like i i've been watching mm. more stand-up comedy so i highly recommend oh yeah of course netflix has so many good have specials you, do you have a favorite um i really enjoyed tom segura's latest special it's called i Dis- like tom segura i haven't Graceful. watched that one he's very funny that's on netflix right yeah yep yep yeah yeah netflix is killing it on the on comedy, comedy they lately. really are yeah I feel like that used to be HBO's game, and they're just like, hi. Yeah, Netflix's game. You know what wasn't funny? What? Uh Uh-oh. Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, I haven't watched it. Don't tell me that. Yeah, wait, what? I refuse. He's just, well, he's just, he hasn't. lazy. He's good with people. Right, he hasn't adapted his own show, which if you told Jerry to his face that it was lazy, he would (laughs) kill himself like mm-hmm. he is so meticulous and he's so he's such an insane perfectionist about the way that he like writes sets that that would be that is like the ultimate the oh, ultimate no. criticism well, i know i want you to watch it and tell me it's not lazy i'm gonna have to no well because i believe that though because he has had one of the things that jerry has had a problem with is just like adapting his style of comedy to what stand-up comedy is now hold on and like that's fine like jerry is jerry but i have seen him we do we live in a different world i I saw him pretty recently and i actually was supposed to go see him with my parents in april at the hanover theater me too yeah so bummed but um i you know I remember when I went to see the show, the last time I went to see him, I was like, hmm, I don't know if he's going to be like that relatable right now to me or if he's going to be like that funny. He's still so funny. So I, I, he is. I'm going to have to watch this. Yeah. I kept thinking that I was like, I wonder I always if find he was funny. here and we like watched it the same week that we were supposed to see him live. Mm. And I was just like, oh. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we didn't. But then part yeah. of me is like, were you just dismissing it because you didn't get to see him live? So you, it's easier <laughs> to be like, it wasn't that yeah. good. But I have like, a, I really didn't think it was that good. <laughs> I have such an attachment to mm-hmm. him that like, I think that he's funny. Just like he says like a word. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the funniest thing. Because I've ever his heard voice before. is funny. Like he could like. Exactly. He could say like a sentence that is not funny. I'd be like, oh, my God, Jerry, yeah. you're a genius. So it's like, I don't know. That is interesting. Wait, hold on. I changed who I want to narrate my life. It's Jerry Seinfeld now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's is it. But is it Jerry or is it Larry? Do you really want Larry? I David? don't like Larry David. I think Curb Your Enthusiasm okay. is nowhere near as good as Seinfeld. Sorry, fight me. I also oh. don't like The Office. So, ugh. To bring this full circle, though, I think my favorite scene in The Last Dance, which is the documentary on ESPN about Michael Jordan, is when Jerry Seinfeld is backstage or I don't know what you call it in the locker room. And he's just like super dry and acknowledges the fact that nobody cares about him. He used to be (laughs) a really big star, but like everyone is dismissing him. But he's still like talking to the camera. He's just like, hey, he's like, they're asking me to leave. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's so great. Well, thank you guys. I know this was like 
a fun experiment at first, and now I just feel like we were hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> this is so fun. So Solon's got his See, work that's cut why out we have him. to have this structure. <laughs> gives us that like gives us something to work with, you know. Well, I look forward to the dance party, you guys. Oh, yes, we yeah. will be. We'll set a date. We'll figure some stuff out. We will have a dance party. I'm gonna practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Food oh, bank. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna practice some dance moves beforehand. <laughs> we don't need to practice. No one had practice. No, no, no. We, the last one like we what to. I imagine in life. Like, did, what was that movie where Usher was the DJ and then everybody had the same dance at prom? She was all no. She oh, she's all that. She's yeah, all that. Yeah. The movie. Do you mean the movie in which I thought that Usher played the principal <laughs> until I was an adult? <laughs> I like didn't understand that he was a teen who had like a radio show. I was like, that is the Usher's the principal. Yeah, and then he just like spins the one song. He's like, you all know what to do, and then they all knew what to do. The funk soul brother. They were a flash mob before now. flash mobs. The funk soul brother. And like, what's up? What's up? Yeah, I just want life to be like that. Uh, there's a girl from Worcester in that movie, Jean Louisa Kelly. Oh, well, she's in a bunch of stuff, but she she's like the do- she's like the the oldest girl in Uncle Buck. <laughs> okay. Um, she's one of the dancers in that movie. She was on that show yesterday, also, but she danced at like Kathy Taylor School. Oh my of god, dance, I did like one dance at Kathy Taylor School of Dance. I'm gonna send you a picture. It's not a school of dance that <laughs> I am partial to in particular, but I know that she danced <laughs> Why there. Why is that? That's so Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> it is um i just you know no no reason well i didn't stick with it after that like one one year i took tap but i did take tap later in life oh my gosh sorry we're going over so much um but yes but she's in that which is cool so <laughs> we'll have to check it out <laughs> show some what's yes, your love check it out now yeah. uh, honor molly's endless brother. knowledge of all things completely random and right. i just love fat boy slim yeah fat boy slim is the main issue mm-hmm, here mm-hmm. What's the rules? All right. Let's end on that. I, I have just like he says, we've come a long, long way, baby. <laughs> oh, I have to can praise I tell you, you like a super I secret and this will have to be cut out. Yeah. But for well, why don't we end the show and then you can. Tell oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> All right. OK. All right. I've been Sarah. <laughs> I've been Molly. And I've been Joy. And this was Pop It. <laughs> this was Pop It. And Joy is the best.